Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right, welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm excited to be here with Anna today. She is from ManyChat, which is an incredible platform to really bring community to an online culture. And I'm excited for her to chat with us a little bit more about community and how that can be a part of your marketing strategies moving forward in your own businesses. So Anna, will you introduce yourself and tell our audience who you are and why you're qualified to talk about this topic? Thanks, Cam. Uh, Thanks for having me here. I am Anna. I've been in marketing for the last, I don't know, 10 years, helping out startups of different sizes grow and acquire their audience and nurture their audience throughout their journey. Um, I've been at ManyChat for the last uh, three years. And the reason, first of all, I joined the company is because I used ManyChat once they launched their products, helping out, you know, companies to acquire their audience, to nurture them. Uh, Because really in 2016, there weren't a lot of tools out there outside of ads and emails, right? And we all know what open rate emails have. So uh, I started looking for other channels, you know, to uh, make sure that the content that I provide and my team provides is seen and uh, is enjoyed by the uh, customers. So I found out ManyChat. It was super successful for me at that time. And when the company reached out to me asking to join and help them grow, I was super excited to do that. And until this date, I'm there and now supporting over millions of users that we have to build, you know, marketing campaigns using ManyChat and Uh, grow their businesses. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm excited to go into this topic a little bit further with you. I know there has been kind of a shift in marketing strategies, especially after the iOS update last year of tracking versus non-tracking when it comes to ads and all of that. Um, And so for some people, when you've spent on ads, I know for our, our own ad spend, the more you're spending, the, the less people are getting reached through ad spend um, when it comes to us personally because the ad spend is so high and the market is mm-hmm. hard to tap into. And so we've had to take the approach, which is what we're talking about today, in leaning on our communities and building a community of people that is really an extension of your marketing team and showing how great your company is um, and able to use that referral method. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, with all the changes that we are seeing uh, in the marketing industry, iOS change, changes, saturation of the market, where so many brands come into the ad channels and promote their products, mm-hmm. we as marketers and also business owners need to think, what are the new ways to A, acquire the audience, and then B, making sure that these customers stay with us the longest, Right. So I really believe that there are both strategies. There are a lot of strategies you can use on 
different sides, you know, of the customer journey to make sure that you stay competitive. And community is definitely one of those. And it's something that we've been uh, relying heavily at ManyChat. Uh, currently, we have the community of close to 200,000 folks on Facebook that helps us to define the product, you know, journey helps us to define uh, the features and mm -hmm. also acquire new users. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, and it's really good to have that database of people that you can really kind of test those strategies on, especially with changes. I mean, if you look at really any marketing strategy over the last even five years, it's changed dramatically um, in what you see as a user. And so some of us have to, when you're doing marketing, you have to use your user experience to also understand how to market. And in the world of what's going on in the world and the politics and pandemic and all of the things, there's so many different ways that we are being um, marketed too, whether it's products or campaigns or people or businesses or whatever it might be, it's hard to stand out and it's hard to understand what works and what really doesn't work. That's true. I think it's still uh, all, you know, gets back to fundamentals. Mm -hmm. So let's start there, right? First of all, a lot of companies that I am talking to um, can't really answer the question who is their what their product is and who is their customer, right. you know, and that is the core, right? Understanding your user, making sure you spend enough time, you know, um, researching their core values, their core needs, and then adjusting the product that the product addresses their needs. So that's the first basic step. The second basic step is thinking, how can you build out your marketing communication, you know, to these users that it, you know, uh, respond to their needs? And it's mm -hmm. not salesy. You know, I, I really enjoy going back to um, dating example where when we date people, we don't come up to them on the street and say like, oh, hey, you look nice will you marry me? <laughs> of course not, right? You need to go through multiple stages, right? right. At first you uh, would, I don't know, get coffee together, then you'll go on a date. And then like there are multiple steps needs to happen before this final, yes, I will marry you, you know, stage. Yeah. Same for business, right? So thinking what can I offer you, you know, my valuable prospect that mm -hmm. you'll get excited, you know, about it, that you won't be afraid, you know, to give me your email address, that you won't be afraid to share your personal information with me. Mm -hmm. And then you will be excited about what I'm going to share. Once right. I have you, your information, thinking, how can I introduce the product that you would want to use it, except you know, me, the brand, pushing it hard. Right. So, for example, at ManyChat, we've taken uh, approach of educating our prospects. So we invest heavily in workshops, webinars. We run uh, summits every, I would say, six months at this moment, where the goal is to find, you know, the best leaders in the space and mm -hmm. to teach our, you know, um, 
customers or potential customers on top, you know, niche, top-notch um, industry um, strategies. We're right. targeting a lot of social media marketers, digital marketers, and they appreciate that. So it's like nothing is about sale selling. Right. So same thing That's I suggest you, doing. You've understood okay. what your why is, and you've understood who you want to approach for this. Who is your ideal client? And so if someone who's listening to this podcast right now, if you don't know directly who that person is, and we're not talking about what they look like, what car they drive, who where they live or anything like that. We're talking about the needs that they have and what you have to satisfy their needs and to overcome what problems they're they're using and their frustrations and their stresses in their lives. And so if you have um, a product like um, clothing, because the need is for cute clothing, then you have something that can satisfy that. And so you're looking for someone who that's their need, that's their um, problem that you need to solve. And so if you don't know who that person is and what problem you need to solve, it's really hard to market towards them because you're trying to prove to them um, and show them the value of using your company. And so um, there's a teacher that I follow quite closely um, and have taken a lot of his courses and I've done a mastermind with him named Brendan Bruchard. And he teaches this um, concept of an OVO, which is offer, or it's an opt-in value and then an offer. And so mm -hmm. how he approaches it is he understands who his, his customer is and what he has to sell them, but he starts with an opt-in. He wants to be able to get in front of you, whether that's through um, podcasting, whether that's through Instagram or Facebook or wherever he wants to market towards you. And then he's going to give you value, 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 value as many times as he feels like he needs to before he sends an offer over to you. And so the value is driven and created through marketing. And so whether it's freebies you're giving them or free trials or a discount or something that's going to make them, one, trust you and get them to um, understand your business a little bit further, that's going to be that value-driven marketing that you're sending to them before you sell them on anything that you do absolutely that's the approach uh, i would recommend everyone taking and uh, to your e-commerce example right if you're selling clothes the biggest pain point and the desire of people not even to buy you know a dress or to buy new jeans the biggest desire is to feel beautiful to look beautiful right mm -hmm. to be on trend and what you can do is exactly be confident. So thinking, what can you offer? Like what type of content or maybe, you know, a webinar with a stylist that can teach mm -hmm. the audience, your potential audience and how to look better. So you're right. not seling, you know, this clothes, you're actually together. Right. Yeah. So, and then another thing to add to that is, you don't think, you know, of the marketing platforms in terms of where do you want to push this message. Another research that you need to make is thinking where is your potential audience hanging out the most online, whether it's, you know, business uh, people who are always on the go and they are listening to podcasts. So thinking how can you do more podcast interviews, you know, be there for your audience 
or let's say it's someone who spends a lot of time on Instagram, then building out your Instagram presence. Mm -hmm. If you're targeting someone who is on the younger side, you know, um, maybe it's TikTok. It's growing Mm -hmm. like crazy right now. So not thinking from your perspective, but stepping, you know, inside your audience mind and be there and support them there. Right. And sometimes you might be someone who resembles your customer or your ideal client, but a lot of times we're not our ideal client. And so it's not what you like to engage in most, which might be Instagram or it might be Facebook or it might be podcasts, but it's thinking about your potential client. And that's where you understand how old are they? What color uh, car do they like? Do they like something flashier? Do they like something neutral? Do they live in a big city mm-hmm. or do they live in a suburban city? Do they live? Um, there's so many different facets of who this person is that that's where that conversation comes in. So you have to first approach what is their need and what is the thing that you can solve that helps the problem that they have. But if you're marketing towards, um, let's say, a younger generation and they are on TikTok. I don't even have a TikTok. I don't really love TikTok. Um, And so my ideal client is not me, but my ideal client is someone else. And so I have to force my company at minimum to engage on TikTok and to have a presence on TikTok. Um, One of my big clients is a corporate client. We do rentals and floral for the events industry. And one of my biggest clients is corporate and corporate is on LinkedIn. And sure, I have a LinkedIn profile because... Everyone has a profile on LinkedIn, but I don't, we don't engage on it, but we had to figure out what is the need and where is my audience living for us to then meet them where they're at. Because if you're only on Instagram, but your ideal client isn't on Instagram, there's no way they're going to find you. So you have to go where your client is. Yeah, for sure. And think of the ways how to not only, you know, find your clients and where they are, but also thinking of, you know, what are the brands that target, you know, the same clients that are not Mm -hmm. competitor to you? And how can you partner with them, you know, to tap into the same audience so you can create richer and fuller content together that you can share probably the audiences together, you know, and Mm -hmm. be partners. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one for sure. Um, especially in there's this whole thing that's been going on about community over competition and not wanting to compete or wanting to compete, but finding someone who is someone who complements your business, where you serve them both with whatever needs that they have um, is a really, really great idea. Especially if you're, let's take the e-commerce example, for you know, if you've got a clothing company Think about where do they shop for their home goods? Where do they shop for their grocery um, stores? Are they someone who goes to Kroger or Safeway or are they someone who goes to like a Central Market or a Sprouts? Um, There's a difference in the kind of person that person is. Um, Are they shopping at Nordstrom for their shoes or are they shopping at Target for their shoes? Both are great. Love both. But you have a different clientele for both of those. And so how can you partner with brands and partner with companies that you both are serving their need, but you're not necessarily uh, the direct competition to yourself Mm -hmm. for that. Exactly. And there are cool tools that can help you get to know your customers really good. So for example, if you use Facebook ads, 
um, you can definitely get all your uh, customer base and upload there. And there is this audience, you know, research place where you can go and Facebook will share with you this information, um, not only in terms of geographics, but also what books, you know, does your audience read most often? Like, what are the sites that they visit? What are the, you know, brands they appreciate buying online the most? And that they that will help you, you know, to have a fuller picture uh, of your potential audience and also of non-competitive brands that you can potentially partner with. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk a little bit more about not only the brands or the people that we can partner with, but the community of people that we can partner with as an extension of our marketing efforts. That's a huge one. So a lot of companies are, you know, focused only on growing their customers and getting to the sales. That's it. Done. You know, they are very happy with the sales transaction. They made money. But actually, I think that that's where the journey begins, right? Because that's where the customer is becoming, you know, a part of your team. If you make sure you create a certain, you know, environment for them to do so. And community is a huge part of it. So I think it's very crucial to create this community of your existing audience because they already express their interest in the brand. They express their interest in the field you are at. So there will be more likely, you know, to continue this relationship with you and also mm -hmm. with your other customers because they are similar to each other, right? So from your perspective, you need to A, create this community. You need to create a safe space for them to be at, to share their values, to share their information. You need to make sure that you constantly support this community by providing them with interesting content, by providing them with all the product updates, with you know starting the conversations, interesting conversations with this community and answering their questions and requests and then letting it go, letting it grow itself. And once it's already there, I would say the magic begins. Yeah, I think um, understanding how do you grow this, because I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast um, will think of marketing and sales as a cyclical cycle. So you're going from marketing, you're getting a sale, you're going back to marketing, you're getting a sale, you're going back to marketing and getting a sale. Yet what we're talking about here today is using your community and marketing, getting a sale and continuing to give them uh, value and continuing to grow this relationship with them so that you build a repertoire with them instead of just um, fulfilling their need once or fulfilling their event once and then starting over. Because in the end, it's more work to just keep marketing and selling and marketing and selling and marketing and selling and marketing and selling over and over and over again. Whereas we could build this community of people who is an external community, yet still a community um, mm -hmm. where you're not paying them to be a part of your community, but you're um, giving them value and you're giving them um, a reason to still be with you and to then not only continue to do business with you, but then to share with their friends and to share with their families and say, hey, I worked with this really great company and they're incredible. I really loved their product, or I really loved their service. 
you should reuse them too because I know you'd love them. Um, it's a lot easier, and I've heard this plenty of times, and you may have as well. It's easier to sell someone a really great book if you've read that book and you have that book. It's really hard for you to go on Amazon and look up um, like a you know a romantic book or something or a sales book or a business book and read the cat read the back of the book cover and say okay I'm gonna get that book but if someone says hey Anna I really loved this book this is what I learned from it it's incredible and it taught me so much that's gonna be a better sell to you than the company that's trying to sell you that book right and so if we think about that with our own clients and I say hey it was really great to work with many chat they're an incredible company. And this is what they did for me. And someone else is looking for that same thing because they have the same need. Because usually friends and family run in groups of the same problems. They have the same <laughs> needs. They have the same wants and desires. And if they're very similar, you can say, hey, this is what this company did for me. You should try it out. And they likely are going to try it out. Absolutely. And even thinking of yourself, right, uh, of your last purchase, like, did you buy it because you saw an ad or did you buy it because someone else told you about that? And I am sure that most likely you got it because you either saw someone else is wearing it or someone else is talking about that book or someone else mm -hmm. is talking about that podcast and you decided to go and check it out. And how do the people share it through through the right. community, right? So right, you see that with clothing. You see a really cute dress on your girlfriend or you see... Um, someone who has a really great haircut or you um, see that they bought a nice car and they had a great experience or they ate at a really great restaurant in your town and that's where you get that referral business is someone ate at that restaurant or someone has this cute dress from Target or they have whatever it might be. They're like, hey, I really love that dress. Where'd you get it? Oh, I got it at Target. Awesome. I'm going to go to Target tomorrow and get it. And you're not getting mm -hmm. the dress because Target sold you on it, but you're getting the dress because your friend was wearing it and it was really cute and you loved it. So it's a referral business. Even though Target didn't make that happen, Target didn't do anything about that other than make the product. But you got it because somebody told you about it. Or you tried that new restaurant because someone went on a date night there a couple weeks ago and you're looking for a date night spot and they're like, hey, I really tried this restaurant. It's really great. Great appetizers, great drinks. And so you're going to go there. Even though Absolutely. you may not have ever heard of them before and they maybe didn't even market to you, but because they killed it and they did a really great job, now they want to refer. Yeah. And the thing is, you want your customers to keep referring you not only right after their purchase or not only, you know, when someone asks them about it, but continuously, you know, uh, way after they made that transaction. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, it's very important to keep connecting and keep communicating to your customers. And that is why community is such a crucial part of it. So, and it does not require, honestly, a lot of work on your side because you are already building content, you know, for your prospects. You are already investing in this co-branded, co-marketing campaigns, you know, with other brands. So just keep sharing those with your customers that already purchased the product. The way we do it at ManyChat, basically, is we created this Facebook group, right, that we started inviting our audience to. We started inviting our customers to and allowing them to, A, get to know us as the brand 
better, get to know us as the product better. So on our side, we constantly offer them educational trainings on how to use the product. Uh, Interesting uh, workshops and webinars, how to do social marketing better, how to do, you know, uh, chat marketing better without even promoting the product, just overall. So they keep learning and keep improving themselves as marketers. But then on the other hand, our community members, they also create their content, share with each other, you know, to make it uh, more, you know, reach and full experience. Mm -hmm. There is also a great opportunity for all of them, you know, to promote their products and services. They are marketers and sometimes they need some uh, outsourced, you know, freelancers, outsourced designers, and they ask each other, hey, like, can you refer someone to us? Hey, like, can you help us to build this flow? Hey, we are in this new, I don't know, lawyers industry. We've never built marketing there. Who can help us do that? And even if we as ManyChat can't help them with that, there are a lot of folks inside the community that can. So that's the first, you know, part of the journey. And the second part of the journey, we as brands, when we launch new products, the first place we go is to our community. First of all, we ask them, what products do you want to see next? Even if you are an e-commerce store and you, you know, design, we keep coming back to clothes, right? Mm -hmm. But you design dresses, Ask your community, you know, to be your designers. Ask what do they want to see next season, right? Um, and they will be extremely pleased to participate in this research because they're heard, they're valued, but then they will keep waiting, you know, for the next season to come. So they yeah. will purchase it first and they will refer their friends, you know, to do that. So Stuff like that, yeah, or sure. for example, if you do events, you know, you're not thinking, okay, how can I generate new uh, listeners to my next, you know, podcast or my next webinar? Do it within your community and ask them to spread the word. Yeah, for sure. We, um, we teach this all the time in our education side of the business because it's easier to get real-time answers instead of shooting for the dark. If you're launching mm -hmm. a new product, buying something new for the business, um, new have a new promotion, it's easier to lean on the community that you've already fostered and send out a survey, whether that's through Google Forms, you do that on your Instagram stories with the little poll votings, anything like that. I'll share a real-time example. Um, we're a floral company on the side as well. Mm -hmm. Not on the side, it's part of our business, but we have an education and event side. And in our floral, we've got Mother's Day coming up. And so we have a few different floral options that people can pick from and then different price points. And so what we did was put on our Instagram story, uh, this or that. Do you like this one or do you like that one? Do you like this one? Do you like that one? We had four or five posts of this or that. And mm -hmm. people voted on which floral style they liked better for their moms. And then we had at the very end, what price point would you spend? Would you spend $75, $100, $150, $200? People voted on those. And so it helped us then make decisions on how much we're going to price things for, what we were going to offer and what we weren't going to offer. And then when you're ready to offer that thing, then you have real people that are ready to um, engage with that. And whether 10% of the people that 
engage in the survey actually move and do something with that product that you purchase, at least it's something. Um, but if you don't have that information, it's really hard. It's like gambling. It's like going to a casino and putting $100 on a table and hoping that you're going to win, but there's a chance that you could lose. And if you're going to be spending a lot of time, which is money, and you're going to spend a lot of money on product, that's a big gamble. What if you lose it all? What if you don't make any money on whatever you're launching? But if you don't market and you don't use the community that you've already fostered, it's almost impossible to make a decision unless it's based off of facts or data or survey results from your community. Um, we launched the Mother's Day Floral, and then we were able to go DM every single person who engaged with our stories and send them a little discount code for thanking them for uh, engaging with us. And so we sent them a little discount code, and we got tons of sales from it just from sending them a quick DM. Hey, thanks for engaging with us on our stories and helping bring together this Mother's Day floral. Go, you know, order for your mom or whatever it said. I'm glad you brought it up, by the way. Did you do it all manually or did you use automation when setting this up? Yeah, we copied and pasted it into DMs for people. Okay, the next time you should reach out and I'll teach you how to do it through ManyChat because that's exactly what the product does. Basically, you can set up a very easy flow where you would choose very specific um, stories where for every person that is engaged with your stories will get this personalized, you know, automation with a coupon code, thank you message and the coupon code. And then you can even follow up with them within 24 hours, let's say like the next day and ask, did you like, were you able to go and check out using the code or do you need any help and questions? So basically free retargeting ad right there. Wow. I do need to use mini chat. It's <laughs> a good idea. Um, yeah, that's great. We'll have to talk after the podcast about that for sure. Um, but then that also goes back to the very beginning of this is the product that you do have and that you are marketing. Is it a good enough product? Are you putting enough time into whatever you're selling, um, or whatever solution, just like many chat could be a solution for a problem that I have, which is time. Mm -hmm. Um, is the product that you're selling or the product that you're pitching to people through this marketing and through your community, is it a good product? And so you have to go back to the drawing board and make sure that you're continuing to foster your product, continue to foster the service that you're offering and make sure that it is one up to date. It's trending with whatever is trending right now, which that's something that's trending is reaching out to your customers through DMs. And, um, and making sure that your product is a really great product to be able to market, to be able to have your customers talk about it. Because it's a, for lack of better words, shitty product. Your customers aren't going to refer their, their clients and their friends and their family about it. They're going to say, oh my gosh, I tried this company and it really wasn't very good. So you shouldn't go there. And so yeah. all of this is well and good. But if you don't have a good product, it's going to be really hard to use this method. Yeah. And the cool thing about the community is they're going to be the first ones to tell you right. that, hey, actually, your product is outdated now. And right. here is right. why. Or, you know what? Coming to the table, or there was a snag in the dress when I washed it the first time, or 
things like that, which helps you become a better company and then show them, Hey, I'd love to invite you back. We fixed the problem that you um, mentioned. Absolutely. And sometimes you don't see some of the product, you know, bugs or some of the product issues when, you know, creating the product and some of the community members that either live outside of the state, you know, that they, uh, you're like creating the product. In mm -hmm. our case, uh, we have a worldwide community, right? So, for example, when we launch something, our community members from Latin America can say, you know what, the payment option is actually not available there. <laughs> and we had no idea. So, all right, thank you. We'll make sure that it works uh, better with the ne next launch. Or let's say someone in Philippines say, yeah, actually, but no one uses Instagram e-commerce, you know, and selling product there because mostly people use Messenger. And we're like, okay, cool. So we'll probably need to change our marketing strategy and messaging there. Right. And it's all because we have this tight with our customers that are ready to share this information with us. Right, which is even more so why you need to be marketing to the right customer, person who really does need your product. Because in the same way, if you're marketing to someone who doesn't need your product, who doesn't do um, Instagram marketing or um, who doesn't need your product, then you're going to get no results. You're going to get no referrals and you're going to get no feedback. And so no, for this whole yeah. thing, you got to know your customer. That's where we started, right? Exactly. You have to have a great product or service. You have to have a great marketing efforts and you have to have a great community to then come back and refer your business out to other people. Yeah. Can't agree more with you on that. Yeah. I love it. Well, what final um, tips or things that you want to offer our students who are listening to this uh, episode? What are some last things that you want to tell them about this um, plan of using your marketing efforts in your community to drive your marketing even further? I would say always stay on top of the game by, you know, learning what are the new products out there? Like, is there anything that can simplify your entrepreneurship, you know, journey or your marketing efforts? So we just had this conversation and I asked you, like, did you do it manually, right? So thinking, right. what are the things that I do manually that I can automate, right? What are the channels right. that I'm currently using and maybe not thinking of the new channels that exist? Because once you figure out the basics, once you figure out the product, once you figure out the customer and also the community building piece, you would want to think, how should I fill out this bucket, right? Fill out this bucket by new customers. And it's yeah. time intensive. So go ahead, check out, always learn, listen to podcasts and try out a lot of different tools because there is a ton out there that can help you a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, time and energy and bring a lot of results. Yeah, agreed. There's so much out there. And a lot of it is test and try again. Test and try again. Test and try again until you figure out uh, really your secret sauce. What's going to work really, really well for your company? And then keep doing that thing. <laughs> That's actually the biggest one. Uh, I'm so glad you, you're bringing up testing um, because very often companies try one thing and they say, oh, ads don't work. 
that's it. But have you tried different type of ads? Have you tried right. changing your messaging? Have you tried different formats? You know, have you tried offering content versus offering the product itself right away? So constantly mm -hmm. coming up with new hypotheses and quick tests and iterations, you know, to learn more and iterate. Mm -hmm. And eventually you, you'll get you know, to this ideal mix of customer product offer and channel, and we'll be able, you know, to find your right. growth lever. Right, right. And it depends on how long you need to test for, depending on how often you're engaging with whatever product or whatever you're testing. So if you're testing every day or multiple times a day, you can test for a little bit long, a, bit, a little bit shorter than if you're testing once a week or every other week or, or have a longer um, in between your, your sessions of testing this strategy. And so it really depends on how often you're trying out whatever you're testing. So whether you're testing uh, DM marketing or whether you're testing reels or TikTok marketing, if you're testing email marketing, whatever it is that you're testing, um, definitely give it time, but not too much time and not too little amount of time. So it's it's not really an answer of like, how long should I test this for? It really depends on how engaged you are with whatever you're testing. So, yep. Well, good. Well, it has been a joy to have you on the podcast, Anna. And I am so glad we had this conversation about our communities and making sure our product, our marketing strategies, and our communities are all in alignment and working together for the greater good of the businesses that we're all trying to build. Thanks a lot for having me, Cam. I'm so happy to share this knowledge and be happy to come back. <laughs> yes, thank you.